what's good, everybody? This is Kyrie, and I want to welcome you back to the Habitual Project. Episode 12. I hope you guys enjoyed the previous episode, Setting Your Table. I've been hearing just lots of good reflections on how we can approach our day-to-day to prepare for the external, to prepare for contribution that comes from others in our lives. We have to be self-sufficient. We have to get our lives in order and our habits align before even asking, who's going to be there anyway? Don't y'all hate that question? Like when you're inviting somebody somewhere and there's like, who's going to be there? I hate that question, but we're going to talk about who's going to be there. And um, this is where I've personally been on my journey. And hopefully by the end of this, you can figure out exactly who's going to be there. Well, better yet, who has a seat at the table? Let's just start off right there. Who has a seat at your table? Well, here's the way I start. Who doesn't have a seat at my table? I know that's just the way I'm thinking. What's non-negotiable? This is why setting your table and being confident in how you set it is so crucial. Because when you do the work and you actually put the time in and pay attention to the details, you will never negotiate for less than you deserve. So again, I ask you, who does not have a seat at your table? I'm big on character, y'all. So if you don't value character, you just don't get a seat at my table. It's that simple. You know, I distance myself from people who don't tell the truth. (laughs) Like that Will Smith movie, tell the truth. I distance myself from those people. I don't like it. You just don't get an invite to my table. I believe that if I keep company of fools, I myself will become a fool. So if I invite a liar to the table, they might convince my other guests that the glass that we talked about that's for like water, they're going to tell me that's wine. I might think it's wine. I might be a little loose at dinner. They're going to tell me the knife is a spoon. I'm not very fond of manipulation. I always joke around and tell my friends like, I don't like to be deceived. I want you to think to yourself right now, what qualities will spoil the dinner? What characteristics will mess up the energy at the table? What would subtract from the presentation instead of supplementing their arrangement? These are critical things we have to think about, y'all. Who doesn't have a seat at the table? Once we identify this, though, it should be obvious who is welcome and who is not welcome. Now, for my retail folks out there, this is good old NPS. If you didn't know this, I spent a lot of time at Sprint and Best Buy. So everyone knows retail. You got promoter scores. You're going to get a survey that's sent to the customers and it's going to ask something like, how willing are you to recommend the store or the associate to a friend or a family member? And that score, it's normally going to be like between zero and 10. The way ours would work is that eight and up is a promoter. Everything else, that's a detractor. Now, what if there was a survey score sent to all the guests who were at the table at the end of each quarter of the year? So think about your friends and the people that you you go to war with, those people you go to battle with. What if there was a survey sent to them at the end of every single quarter of the year? And we're, we're closing up Q3 right now. How would you score? I want you guys to think. You want people at your table who are going to get you that promoter score, that eight. The surveys that get sent out, if you ever had one, they're normally going to ask you questions like, you know, how clean was the store? You know, what did the fixtures look like? Were you able to find everything? Did people... Um, help you that they ask questions, you know, um, the environment. Well, really, you guys already done that work. If you set your table, you don't have to worry about this. You already get the scores on all of those. So the last thing that 
is really being scored is the overall experience. It's the experience of being at the table. It's the experience of being helped. It's the experience of being in relationship or collaboration with these people. You need people who are going to uphold values of excellence to propel you to that promoter score. Now, we have to remember, this is all about contribution. So we have to seek those whom we can actually collaborate with, those with good intention, those with unselfish attitudes. We need people who have good collaborative skills. One's collaborative intention actually refers to having the right mindset for collaboration. In other words, you have to have people at the table who have their own table set. Now, there's an idea here about the red zone and the green zone when you're collaborating. The red zone. Now, if a guest was in the red zone, they would not be focused on creative solutions. They aren't engaged in genuine interests. They don't see the supplemental benefits to the gathering. I think Drake said it better. You don't see the perks of the whole... I don't know. I don't think that's what he was talking about. Um, But (laughs) their selfish intentions actually create conflict. They spoiled those dishes that you're going to serve at your table. They actually aren't focused on the end goal at all. When they look at the relationship and they look at coming to your table, they're very narrow-minded. You guys know these people. They're easy to identify. They just might be here for dessert, you know? Those people who come late intentionally, they're in the red zone. These are those individuals that only are around for the end product and they want nothing to do with the process. Here's what I want you guys to focus on, though. I want you guys to seek out these people. Seek out those who remain in the green zone. Now, these guests, these people, they're focused on cultivating successful, long-term collaboration, and they're driven by open and cooperative values. These people aren't interested in self-gains. They're driven by everyone coming out ahead. So when you invite them to the table, they aren't focused on outdoing your dish. Y'all know that's the worst. You got the barbecue, and you brought your dish that you know is going to shut it down, and somebody else tries to one-up you? These people aren't focused on that. They're aware of exactly how you set your table, and they only want to complement it to make it the best experience possible. So now that we've kind of talked about, you know, the groundwork of, you know, setting the table, the seat at the table, who's even going to be there, I want to leave you guys with one thought to finish all of this. I don't know if we were raised the same, but... Y'all remember when you were a kid and you may have been seated with the adults or your parents at the table. But if you tried whatsoever to interject in the conversation, the adults would let you know real quick. This grown folks talk. You knew you just knew that you could not speak on certain topics. If any, in the presence of those with experience and knowledge, you knew that there was a certain tone you had to speak with at the dinner table. We always talk about, you know, having a seat at the table, and that could either be, you know, interpersonal relationships or even professionally. It's always the discussion. What does this person bring to me? What do they, what do, they do to me instead of us having that service mindset? Now, although being seated at the table is critical, think about this. 
having a voice at the table is much more impactful. So as we exit this episode, I want you to consider the voices at your table. What is the subject matter those people speak of? Are they those who speak of things more than dreams? Do they gossip more than they encourage? Do they tear down instead of build up? Think about their tone. How do you speak to one another? How do you value what each person at the table has to say? Again, what they bring to the table isn't always the most important. Why? Because we are securing ourselves. We already set our table. Going into this last quarter of the year, y'all, it's crucial. I mean, it's crucial, crucial that we set our table and then ask ourselves, who is seated and who has a voice at the table? Throughout the holidays, we're going to have tons of opportunities to gather around the table. It's going to be holiday time. You're going to see your family. You're going to have your friends giving. You're going to have all of that. After this hectic year, we have to reflect. Be mindful of when you begin to drift into the red zone. As always, lead. You. Yes, you. You be the catalyst. Be the one who influences those around you. Remain centered and make this a habit. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Mm-hmm.